This is What's Working, a show about the realities of life at work. These are true stories recorded in the offices that inspired them. This podcast is brought to you by Managed by Q, the first tool designed for workplace teams. Hey everyone, it's Emily. This week's episode is about crying at work. I have cried at work. This particular instance, it was a long time coming. I was working for a manager who really, really didn't like me, and it was super hard. And in fact, the the weeks leading up to me crying, she was blatantly ignoring me. So she would come into the office in the morning, and I would say, good morning, and she'd pretend like she didn't hear me. Or I would ask her a question, and she would walk out of the room, that kind of thing. I felt like I didn't really have anyone to tell because she was pretty senior in the organization. And um, yeah, I just felt uncomfortable telling anyone about it. But finally got to the point where I was just like, I don't really know what to do. So I actually told the founder of the company what happened. And after spilling my guts, he said, well, we can't expect everyone to live up to our values all the time. And I just remember thinking, like, what kind of response is that? And I just cried, just lost it, and uh, made him feel super uncomfortable. But I think in the moment, I was pretty embarrassed. But looking back on it now, I'm like, I'm glad I cried and made him feel weird, because that was a terrible, terrible response. (laughs) And... Yeah, you'll hear from a few different people in this episode about their different experiences and how their coworkers reacted and how it made them feel. So have a listen. I'm Mark. I work in PR for financial companies. And I'm a vice president, which sounds really weird to say. Vice president. (laughs) So I had a dinner planned with friends. So what was your birthday? December 29th, which should be a dead zone. (laughs) Yes. It should be a dead zone. Everyone should be on vacation. Like no one should be bothering each other. It's like that weird place between Christmas and New Year's where you should really just have nothing to do. Well, I had plenty to do, and it was awful, and I was supposed to have dinner with friends, and five became six, six became eight, eight became ten, and I had dinner at eight, and it got to the point where I had to basically cancel my own birthday dinner, which was really sad, but I lost my shit at a coworker, and I just remember having these... I started not sobbing, but I was definitely really losing it. And I was going off about this one coworker who had left earlier. And I'm like, she got to leave. I don't get to leave. And I'm like, why? And it's my birthday. And I said that one phrase. And that one phrase continues to eight years later still haunt me being like, what a childish thing to say. And it's my birthday. But it's true. It is true. I think people need to be humans a little bit more. So like my current job gives birthday PTO, which I think is like the best perk. 
and it like does not cost the company that much. But I think it's so worth it because yeah. people do care about their birthdays. They're really important days. It's the one day you get to be selfish and no one punishes you for it. Mm -hmm. So why would you have to, why would you give that up to be at work? As much as you love your job, maybe, you don't want to be there at work for your birthday. Who was making you stay? Was it like your boss was, it was kind of like, like you have to get the whole situation. It was, it was like a client who kept being a nag and demanding this, this, and that. And then I kept screwing up something, so I can't be absolved of blame here. And then my coworker was getting frustrated with me and told me to fix it and complete it before I get to go anywhere, which required another uh, few hours of work. And then she left. <sighs> so I had to stay there and oh. do it. And it was just soul emptying. I would have flipped my shit too. I was about, I was about to flip my shit. I'm Samia Chowdhury. I work for an advertising technology company called The Trade Desk, and my role is the regional manager of global services in North America East in our New York office. I run this charity event every year called Conscious Queens, and the premise of it is just, it's pretty much women of color empowerment. So all the speakers, all the small business owners that have pop-up shops, the artist showcase, everything is women of color, photographers, everyone associated. Mm -hmm. And um, normally any, any money that we make off the event goes directly into a scholarship for young graduating seniors. We have a relationship with the Union Square Academy for Health Sciences right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, I have a friend that does, I forget the name of his company, he's not directly with the school system, but it's like a college counseling company and he helps the kids with their SATs and all that fun stuff, getting their packets together, financial aid and all of that. So he actually will bring me a candidate pool, they fill out um, an essay or they do an essay contest and then from that I randomly will pick the winner. Okay. And so our the Trade Desk has this one-to-one -one giving program and I thought you know let me just try to submit who knows mm -hmm. I know the award is normally ten thousand dollars and this was my first year at the company and I thought you know maybe they won't invest in someone that just started yeah, let me just never, try it out right. anyway and a couple of months after I submitted one of the program directors for that came to me and she told me well you know because this is brand new and we're still kind of trying to understand what you do will give you $5,000 for your scholarship. So for me, that went directly, I didn't even put that towards the event, that went directly as scholarships to the young girls. And from the event itself, it's a humble event, it's a small scale, and I do everything from start to finish. So wow. it's a lot, and I maybe yeah. need to learn how to delegate, but <laughs> <laughs> um, normally from the event itself, we don't raise more than 1,000 to 1,500. So that was an amazing, amazing wow. help. And when I granted, I, I have a video somewhere if you want to see it, but um, when I gave out the scholarships, I first went in saying like, oh, we only raised 1500 or whatnot from the event, gave the scholarship out, or I gave the check. And then I was like, actually guys, just kidding. My company invested and like, this is what we have for the rest of it. And um, one of the girls, you know, she broke down crying and she later told me that she only needed that remainder mon amount to like towards her tuition and she was pretty much homeless and like she needed the dorm to have a place to live and to know that like that tiny effort 
I literally was just, I remember when I first got the news about getting the money, I was just bawling because I knew one of them was kind of in that situation, but I didn't know who it was. And when I finally talked to her face to face, again, I'm just like in tears, like I can't believe that this tiny, humble kind of event and this whole project was able to help someone at right. that scale. Right. And I was so grateful that my company actually invested in me. Yeah. And recently I found out that um, because the girls are still in their programs and they're all in like pre-dental, pre-med, finance, like they're in these really great programs and they're doing really well in college. My company is like, all right, so for the next one, now we're gonna give you the full $10,000. Oh my, that's amazing. So 10 scholarships for 2020, wow. I cannot wait. You just found out? Mm -hmm. I have goosebumps. That's amazing. <laughs> that's I was so congratulations. Excited. Thank you. So the day she told me, of course, I'm bawling again, and she messages me. She emailed me, and then she pings me on Slack, and she's like, are you crying? And I was like, yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> My name is Gibson, and I work at a kind of design consulting firm, and I work in strategy. It's probably about two years ago. Um, I was working on a project, and I had been on that project on and off for almost a year and a half, so I had a ton of information stored in my head about the different components of this organization, and it was pretty technical education work. And so I really was the, like it, it ended up becoming a point where I was the bottleneck for the entire team because it was such a content heavy project. So. I was responsible for one track of work, and this one track uh, independently was taking up my entire life. I was working nonstop, uh, working on weekends, like it was really intense. At, at one point, uh, I saw this meme on Instagram, and it said, like, type in the word I, and then hit the center auto type button on your phone to complete a sentence and mine said, I can't, I'm at work. Oh no, oh no. So that's, that's how my life was going at this time. And so in addition to the track of work that I was doing, we had this creative director who had come up with this idea to shoot a mini documentary series, like six, like 10 minute, like highly produced films following different high school kids and kind of explaining these different concepts in education. And he was the owner of the work. He had hired a agency to film and to edit and to compose the music. And so I really assumed that I was gonna be playing an advisory role. So we met for me to look at kind of the, the storyboarding of these six documentaries that he was going to be developing. And basically, he had like created a Google Doc, and it was a spreadsheet with six tabs. And the, t the top row was like intro, like first beat, like punchline. But then underneath, there was no content. And I basically realized that A, he hadn't done the work, B, that he wasn't going to be doing the work and that C, like there was no one else on my team who was going to be able to do it. And- Except- Except me. Except you. And so I'm, I'm sitting at this table, there's like six or seven people 
we are looking at the blank Google Doc projected on a TV screen and I just started crying. Oh. Um, and I just was like in like disbelief that that on a project where I had become so dependent on that there was something that I felt was well-defined enough for someone else to do. And uh, I just realized that it wasn't gonna happen and that like that I was gonna have to take care of it and, and do something that I had never done before, which is produce a six-part documentary series Shit. while also writing uh, 13 mini books and developing a lot of calls to actions and SMS strategy and you know, plenty of other things. So there were like six or seven people in the room. These were all people who were on your team yep. working on this, this step together. Parts of the project. Different parts yeah. And when this person projected a blank document uh, on the screen, like what were other people's responses? And, and what were their response when you, you know, cr started crying? Yeah, yeah, no, I think the person who worked, it, it, the person in this role as creative director was really known in the company as someone who was an ideas person and came from a more traditional agency background. So he definitely had a reputation of big ideas, but not executing in the work. So I think most people weren't surprised, but they were incredibly sympathetic to the plight yeah. that I was in. And um, I really didn't feel super uncomfortable crying in that moment right. because it was just, it was a real moment. And like, I. To be honest, I don't really cry that much in my personal life, or just in general. And so, it it was a moment where I needed to to let that out. And uh, everybody around me really uh, was uh, fully understanding in that moment. Thanks to everybody who shared their stories in this episode. If you have a story about work. I want to hear it. Email me at what's working at managebyq.com.